0: Hey guys, before we start Season 2, we'd just like to appreciate all the support we've had so far. We really enjoyed doing Season 1 and moving on to exclusive YouTube content for the Euros. We've really enjoyed what we've done so far and we look forward to carrying on and just continuing to grow as a channel. And yeah, we're really enjoying it. So, without further ado, enjoy the podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Footballing Question. It is time for season two of the Footballing Question. We are back on Spotify. We've done a lot of YouTube stuff recently. We think we better say thanks for that because all the Euro content has been amazing on the YouTube channel. Um, if you haven't subscribed to that, subscribe now. But uh, we are back for season two now. Uh, of course, you've got me, Jordan, you've got Isaac, and you've got Ashley. And we are just going to. Have a little conversation about football before the preseason, before the preseason's over, and before the season actually starts. So, uh, do you guys want to say hi? Let let the people know you're alive.
2: Hello. I'll go first because I think Isaac's quite excited, and you know it was save the best the last. for yeah. What he's got to say. Um. Yeah. I, I've been good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you yeah. But buzz, no, buzzing. Buzzing after the Euros. Buzzing after the Euros, you know, England did shatter me a bit. They lost, but yeah, co- I enjoyed making the content and the support on that video was unreal. I don't care if 80% of them are Italian, don't care. Right? <laughs> it, it was brilliant. Okay, and I don't care if they just wanted to rub it in our faces. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching that. Um, but yeah, at the moment, just been ex- just excited for the new season. You know. Arsenal doing their same, you know. Marketing us, we're gonna re- really make some improvements this season, but uh, we'll see. Mm.
0: I mean, the season's looking good. I'm. So, I love this time of year. I'm so happy to be back on the podcast. But I love pre-season. I love the transfer window because for me, it's the best time of the year because it's just nothing but blind optimism. Um, you know, we lost to Hibs, and I was just like, "Well, it's pre-season. We probably wanted to lose, if anything. You know, we'll probably just win the league anyway." You know, um, <laughs> we drew to Rangers, and after our first loss and our draw, uh, all the people were going, "Oh, well, last time Arsenal lost and drew their first two games in pre-season, we did the Invincibles, So. I'm fully well you're top expect- of the league at the minute i'm fully ex- yeah we're top of the league at the minute so i'm expecting Exactly. <laughs> i did ha- i did i'm gonna be honest here i asked my dad where we'd finish yesterday and he said why don't why, why can't we win the league and i had to stop him there and go hold on like but <laughs> i was thinking maybe fifth we could potentially if god's on our side get top four like but yeah that's a bit of a push but i'm in a really positive state of mind you two know why but I actually went to my first Arsenal game since Covid on the weekend and yes we lost, we lost to Chelsea 2-1, may I say it's an absolute robbery, it was 2-2, Joe Willis goal crossed the line, I won't hear any different, it's all over Twitter but going to an actual game at the Emirates in the atmosphere and seeing chance and seeing all the players just felt so normal, like it's the most normal thing I've done in ages no one was wearing a mask shock horror I know someone's going to probably throw a hissy fit here in that but no no one was wearing a mask in the stadium it was all great and it's the first game I've gone to as an, as an adult so it's the first time I've actually had a pint in the stadium bloody expensive my I add, but it was worth it um, great and the idea that we can all go to football matches now is just so important and as soon as I left the stadium I went up to where I go are we going to be back for the next Chelsea game in three weeks yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to try and get a ticket for game week 2 as well, I'm going to try and go to every game I can before I go back to uni but yeah, football is back boys and it's properly back now, fans are back and I'm one thing's for sure, I'm definitely going to be watching the EFL on this weekend because that'll be, you know, full stadiums in England, that's what we want
2: really. I'm so excited and especially, like you just said, to be back at, at a ground. Like I, I yesterday, I was on the Arsenal website checking the, when the tickets come out for Chelsea, and like God, I'm so, I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, like so much, so much has happened, and like you know, Arsenal have signed Ben White, and and you know, we, and we made a couple of other signings. But I'm still not like really convinced. Are you, Isaac? Are you really like do you, like if we if we stop now, do you think like that's it? Do, do we not need to sign anyone else? We do
0: we do need more signings. Hundred percent. I'm happy with each signing we've made, I think all of them are good signings, but to say they're enough yeah. would be incorrect. I've watched Abamyang and Lacazette up front and I don't remember Lacazette mm-hmm. having a shot. Um, I remember Abamyang ba- having shots. All of them were awful though, Abamyang was rubbish. One thing I would say is Eddie Nketiah came on and he looked extremely sharp. Sharper than I've ever seen him. He was he looked, you know, a changed man. He, I feel like he knows his place is really under pressure from Balogun. And he really was quick, and he was fast with his feet and doing skills I've never seen him try before. But what we do, we definitely need another striker, I believe. We need to get rid of one of Abamyang and Lacazette. We need to get rid of Bellerin. He came on and with his first touch gave a goal away. So we need a new right back. We probably could do with another midfielder for depth reasons because Nenny really didn't look up for it on the weekend. And obviously Party came off injured. He's going to miss the first two games of the season. So, yeah, but... Um, our new signings, Ben White looked class in the second half, you know, we were bad at passing out the back, but it was never because of him, it was usually because of Yellow, um, not Leno or (laughs) It's Yellow what the hell, but like, um, as well Ben White was classed, three goal line clearances he looks like the right signing we've we've made so far, of course the most expensive Um, you've also got Nuno Tavares, or Nuno Tavosh he looked quality on the left hand side going forward, defensively I'm not 100% convinced by him but going forward i'd happily play him on the left wing he's great on both feet great skill great on the ball quick uh, quick thinking and he should have got an assist if he went for a bamiang missing point blank headers but quality quality play, signing and on the cheap six mil 20 year old left back great signing to add depth sambula Lakonga, young player cheap signing keep kept putting chip balls through over the top and nearly got like a pre-assist if it weren't for the referee um, not looking over the line, um, but yeah, I'm really happy. But we need to do more, and I think a lot of teams still need to do more. Need that little bit. I think, you know, City are still they they haven't really done anything yet, and they they're kind of leaving it late. Chelsea are still hunting that marquee signing. You know, Tottenham, well, they're kind of waiting to lose someone. But we'll get onto all of that eventually.
1: Yeah. Um, well, obviously we'll get to a transfer window episode soon, I'm sure. We'll get to predictions and all of that sort of stuff. So, you've got a lot to look forward to in Season 2 um, of the football in question. Uh, we had a brief conversation about Arsenal there. Um, I think we should mention Manchester United real quick. Just to tease it in there. Uh, Jadon Sancho confirmed in. Very happy. Very, very happy. Rafael Varane confirmed to be coming in. Apparently, there's something going on with his visa right now. So, he's not actually here yet. But um, he will be. And, please feel um,
2: free, please. Can you imagine? Imagine they announce oh, him and then he can't start. He can't actually play for Oh them. my God. Imagine, I'd imagine. be
1: fuming. But we are looking scary. I think you guys can agree that we are looking very strong for next season. I think I agree um, we're similar to Arsenal in the fact that we need more, probably. Um, one or two more players in. But Manchester United are going to be a threat next season. You heard it here first
2: they were a threat last season didn't really mean anything I no, did it <laughs> at the end of the day what you think we're joking
1: yeah however we're looking at even more of a threat this season uh, the squad is getting stronger and stronger by the day and more of a threat than I'd is. fear playing us I I would fear playing us if I was in opposition I would enough.
2: I would, yeah. I, like let's be honest, you're probably going to do the double on Arsenal this season. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Well, uh, don't all... drop it Isaac. No, I know no, you no, what you're uh, thinking. No, no. Look Jordan. right. Look at their squad. You could assume <laughs> Ashley, that they would they would they would do the Ashley, double. Well, us. I think their squad us on. was better than us last season
0: as well. And I'd like to mention Jordan. I think this he hears this every time I talk to him, but um now which top 6 manager or which top 6 side is yet to score or even beat Mikel Arteta's Arsenal? is it A Man City no there's no point in doing it it's Manchester United they haven't even scored against Arteta non-stop clean sheets he's got two wins and a draw what a class class manager he has all his number mate like what's Sancho going to do oh. what's Sancho going to do nothing more than Saka can clearly because we're not
2: losing I'm, I'm saying this. No, no, we'll see. see. Okay. We'll see. It's going to be a right too. So now. No, let's get it clear. Jalen Sancho is an insane signing and at the moment he is a better player than Saka. Alright? Okay? Calm down, Isaac. Calm down. He's about to snap. Look at, look at the stats. Look at the stats. Jalen Sancho is Gareth Southgate starts
0: Saka. Trust him.
1: But, uh, like I said, we'll get on transfers and stuff and we'll get on predictions. It's going to be an interesting predictions episode for sure when we get to it. Yeah. Uh, I think generally it might be quite similar, but you never know. Might put put some teams up in there, up in the top four, up in the top six that I people f- feel aren't feel like expecting. I
2: the thing where you you put all our predictions in an envelope. Although we wouldn't have to do that because it's on video. But like, and then we look at them at the end of the season, and well, yeah. whoever gets the most corrections gets like a point or something like that. Gets end of like season
1: two, end of season two, or whatever. We'll we'll remember that But um, I think we should just talk about uh, what's going on in the football world right now And I think we should start, although I'm a Manchester United fan We should start with Manchester City and what's going on with Manchester City um, Jack Grealish uh, impressed us, uh, impressed many people during the Euros Before the Euros started, to be fair, he was impressing people And the nation fell in love with him Manchester City have clearly fell in love with him uh, they put in a £100 million bid for him. And it's looking very likely to be accepted. Um, I don't see why Villa would reject it, to be fair. Unless Grealish is 100% he wants to play for Villa instead. But we'll see. It's looking like it's going go, going to go through, though. Uh, what do you guys think of the £100 million bid? And what do you guys think is going to happen with Jack Grealish?
2: I think it's worth it. No, I think... I think. He's, he would be, like, you know, that that kind of money. is definitely worth it for a player like Jack Grealish. But, I don't know, like, as a footballing fan, I just don't want him to go to Man City. How easy is it going to be for them to win the, win the league next season? And we'll get on to the other player that they're probably going to sign as well. But with him as well, it's they're just going to walk it. It's going to be so easy. And it says in The Athletic now, Man City are on the verge of agreeing a deal with Aston Villa. But I just pray that they can keep him. Because, like... First of all, yeah, I don't want Man City to walk the league. I want it to actually be like an exciting season. And also, can you imagine how 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 cool is it to see Aston Villa side, uh, Buendia, Leon Bailey, and Jack Grealish behind Tammy Abraham, Rolly Watkins. That would be that's that's an unreal attack. They're like that would be so so good to watch. But yeah, I think we ex- we expected it um, for for Man City to go in for a play like that, Jack Grealish, but. And it, I mean, it definitely, you know... They're saying their intentions that, that they're going to be winning this league for many more years to come, but uh, I, it's just a bit dull, really. Mm. Does
1: Jack Grealish get into City starting eleven? Yeah. Because I don't think... I think it's... Yeah. It's a bit yep. 50-50, to be fair. No. Nope, yep, I think actually think yep. it's... that He might not start. Honestly, he might not start. They, he's got to start if they pay 100 yeah. mil for him, but I don't think he... Would like get in the team as often as people might think yeah, he will.
2: But maybe he is assigning that. I mean, they think that will be you know De Bruyne's replacement. De Bruyne is, is aging on now, and in a few more years, he yeah. they'll be at Man City. But and then they've got Jack Grealish, and you know, think about it now. What kind of player is Jack Grealish going to be in three or four years? You know, if things all work out, he's going to be unreal. So yeah, maybe he won't start, um, but it's on. maybe that that's the plan and they don't really care if it's their most expensive sign and they can afford to put him on the bench.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: I mean with Jack Grealish, like, he's just a phenomenal footballer, and the thing which people aren't really thinking about is where is he going to play for Man City? And he offers you a lot of options. He can play centrally as a as a ten and often for Villa and for England he's played on off the left hand side. And you know, people have always have been thinking about De Bruyne more because they see him as a number 10. But I'm thinking this could spell the end for Raheem Sterling, perhaps, as, you know, Raheem, Raheem's obviously, what, reaching his peak years. He's going to reach the highest price he's ever going to reach. And City, thinking from a sensible business perspective, could be thinking, bring Grealish in and maybe off Sterling in a year or two. However, it does look like Bernardo Silva could be the man going in another way if, if Grealish comes in which seems sensible, he's not been given the game time he kind of wants at City, and another team would really, you know, he'd start for most teams in Europe, I feel, Bernardo Silva, and that would enable Jack Griersch to get in the team, I think Jack Griersch, people are talking about him, and going, would he start for Man City, I think he starts for most teams in Europe, I think he's one of the best footballers on the planet right now, and I think he's a heavily underrated midfielder, I think his ability to drag the ball, and you know, he doesn't lose the ball. He gets fouled. Barely anyone is capable of winning the ball off him. Um, And the ability to drive through the pitch as a footballer is a heavily underrated skill. It's um, something which you know really brings a team forward and gives you confidence in a game. And his attacking ability, I feel, is unmatched in the Premier League. And that's why this signing I mean you don't like this signing actually because you want him to stay at Aston Villa I don't want him to stay at Aston Villa um, Aston Villa did the double over us last year I'd love them to be weakened um, and also they tried to sign Smith Rowe so do you know what karma we can get our guy on a long term contract <laughs> and yours is going to Man City talk about a loyalty mate
2: this is our point and also to be fair they have Aston so Villa. Awesome have to awesome. to take, they have tried to take the mick out of Arsenal to be fair but like at the same time from a neutral perspective if you just want to see some some good exciting things happen in the Premier League I'd rather Jack Grealish stay at Aston Villa uh, but yeah at the same time no Aston Villa are getting a, a little bit too far ahead of themselves going in for him
0: if you want to see good exciting football you're going to see Jack Grealish playing with Kevin De Bruyne Raheem Sterling like that's
2: yeah yeah alright okay yeah but I think. We, I mean, we expect that. We expect that. Man City. Yeah, I, I want to be shocked. I want to see Aston Villa get top four football. <laughs> I was gutted when West Ham. I mean, West Ham did well last season, but I was gutted when they, they didn't make Champions League. But, yeah, I think I that's just like an underdog story, really.
1: I think, from a neutral standpoint, it's not even about an exciting Premier League side in Villa. I think the price tag is the one thing that needs to be considered. hundred million pounds is a lot of money. A lot of money. Is the £100 million worth it for Jack Grealish?
2: Yep. You're beating's the market these days, isn't it? In the current market, he's yeah.
0: up there with those players, 100%. Coutinho yeah. went for more and do I think he's better than Coutinho when he left? 100%. Oh, yeah.
1: No doubt.
2: 100%. Imagine we didn't have COVID, he'd be going for even more. Yeah. But, but with... <laughs> I don't
1: think um, anyone is particularly... Um, I don't know what the word is, but... Like, happy about... Uh, the prices in the modern day, anyway, but 100 million pounds for Jack Grealish, is that just City just splashing money about because they know if they get him in they could no, but, strengthen big. their team and win the league even more.
2: Man City, yeah, they make a lot of signings for a lot of money, but I think their most ex- expensive has only ever been 60 million, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I, I, sh- I should have seen, um, but uh, I don't um, no, I don't know. 100 million, it's yeah, if they go for Kane, sorry. Uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier but if they go to and Grealish yes that is a lot of money to spend but when you look at what PSG did with Neymar and Mbappe I mean I think 100 million is a fair price for Jack Grealish in this market and I, I don't really see the issue When I mean yeah like someone who doesn't watch football could go in and go 100 million for Jack Grealish for a footballer spend it on the NHS mate well, that's ridiculous right <laughs> okay fair enough but football brings in that money they can do what they like with it okay All right? it's not up to them to you know uh, spend on the NHS or whatever but no, no, I think 100 million is a fair price for Jack Greenish, especially in this market.
1: Is it a guarantee that they're going to win the league next season if they get him in?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think they could do about him, if I'm honest.
1: So, that, that's an, is that not an issue? A, a guarantee that they can win the league if they spend the 100 mil on Jack Greenish.
0: Speaking about this on a transfer basis, you know, if it, you can't blame Man City. If they've got the money, would they not try and make the signing switch? Yeah, of course, of course. And... You know, it's like other sides are buckling down, you know. Even last season, they bottled the Champions League final against the Chelsea side, which, you know, you would say, in terms of squad, isn't as good as Man City, you know. Anything can happen in football. We shouldn't guarantee things. Are they the most likely to win the league? Yes, they've won it the most in the last four years. Three titles in the last four years. You know, it's kind of like similar to the United era, you know. Would you say United were buying the league back then? No, they were the richest club at the time because well they were winning everything money comes with titles and not only do they have the oil money but they've also got the titles to back it up and I've heard people talk about financial fair play obviously people say it's a bit dodgy but they're only it looks like they're only going to make two signings which will add up to about 260 million pounds and I've seen United spend roughly that in a summer before I've seen Chelsea yeah. spend that roughly in a summer but because it's not all been chucked on three or two players people have said it's reasonable but you know they've won a lot of trophies I think it's not dodgy how much they're spending I think it's within reason um, and you can't have a go at them for trying to sign the best players in, in the league yeah yeah, that's, like, that's what I was going to say I mean if someone tried to criticise Arsenal for making a good sign people do do that I <laughs> yeah. mean you have a go at Arsenal for not spending money and then we spend money on a centre back and go oh he's too expensive and I'm like well that's, that's football you've got to spend big money for big players now deal with it people will complain about 50 mil on Ben White but they won't complain about 70 mil on Madison like make your mind up where where does it end like but yeah I'm excited to see what happens I've got to say if one of them had to go through for Man City okay okay, I feel like we're transitioning now but if one of their targets comes through I'd love it to be Harry Kane very obvious reasons but um, yeah yeah, I thought we've talked a lot about Greer so should we pass on to uh, the next boy
1: yeah, I think we better talk about Harry Kane. Um, and I think it's interesting what's been happening recently uh, with Harry Kane. He's really pushing for a move. Um, I think personally, uh, and he he wants out. But I'm I'm not sure what the general consensus is on that. Do you, Do you guys think that he's forcing a move out of Tottenham?
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, I mean, not not to be rude or anything, from John, but yeah, he's clearly forcing a move out of Tottenham. Uh, it says on the Athletic that uh, he's he's actually spoken to a Manchester City player prior to Monday uh, to inform them of, that he wants to join Man City. So, I mean, he's in direct with the he's in direct contact with the club and Man City's players. Um, it also says that uh, once Spurs grant his wish and let him to leave, he'll then come back to training. Um, which I'm sure they're going to be thrilled <laughs> about to, to know that. Oh, it's okay, let him go, but he's coming to training for the next week. Um, but yeah no, I don't know if I I respect him for it because I didn't expect him to do it at
1: all. No,
0: I mean I heard someone someone put uh, say something online saying that um, you know they didn't expect this from Kane. You know he should do it in a reasonable, sensible manner, sit down, have a face to face with Levy. But my answer to that is I think he did that last year. I think he sat down, had an honest conversation with him, said I want to leave last year. Levy clearly went look give it a year, see what happens. And we saw what happens. Tottenham went, got even worse. They sacked Mourinho. They struggled to bring a manager in. They went through about 14 candidates to get to Nuno Espirito Santo, a man who didn't get top 10 with Wolves and really saw the end of his reign at Wolves and couldn't really bring them any further. And now he's managing a Tottenham side which are stuck in the Europa Conference League. Obviously that's better than where Arsenal are, but you can't say Tottenham are doing that great either. And he has every right to want to leave. You know, he's probably one of the best strikers in the world, one of the best football players in the world at the moment. Um, he does, you know, attract a massive fee because that is the player he is. You know, he's, you know, there's not many players which are guaranteed goals. He will guarantee you 20 plus a season in the Premier League, hands down. Which, you know, no wonder he's he's so much money. And he has every right to want to leave if he had a gentleman's agreement. And Players have tried to force through moves in the past, and Tottenham have a history of it. Modric went on strike. He got his move. Bale went on strike, and he got his move. So why wouldn't he go, well, it worked for them. Why don't I try? And he will go back to training eventually. And people will if he comes back to training, I I think some people will react and go, oh, he's staying. No, it doesn't mean he's staying. It's because the season's coming up, and he needs to train and kick a ball around. You know, being in his home gym is not going to do enough for him when the season comes. And he wants to be there for the first game of the season, because... Well, if he signs for Man City, it'll be Tottenham, Tottenham away. So yeah, that'd be very interesting. That's on my birthday as well. So uh, if Kane scores a hat trick against against Tottenham, oh, that'd be a great 19th for me. But yeah, I think he, I think I'm on Kane's side here. I think he has every right to be angry and every right to push for a move, um, because he was patient and the club aren't giving him the respect he deserves. Really, I think.
2: I think that's got to be the uh, the main thing when he decided to do this because you know he might not have actually known after the after the Euros whether he wanted to leave or whether he wanted to force a move like this. And if Tottenham actually got a, a world-class manager over the line, if they did get Antonio Conte, he might be at the club, but Nuno Espirito Santo, is that supposed to persuade your best player to stay at your club? I just, I just don't know. Um, but the thing is, and we spoke about this uh, during season one uh, last season, uh, of, uh, about Kane's situation and he did sign a six-year deal at the age of uh, I think uh, well he's it, got three years left on it so he was 25 <sighs> right yeah yeah that are uh, the same like that's if Tottenham don't want him to leave that is his fault if they don't if they don't want to, to cash in and they want to keep that player like he shouldn't sign the deal he's very naive to go and hand, hand the rest of his career away uh, to Tottenham like that, he should he should have gone he should have had less years on the contract and that because you know you, you know I, I mean I can see why he trusted them at that point because they were on the up uh, they were really progressing as a team but he he has signed his life away really and I'm quite surprised that he's gone to war with Daniel Levy because I didn't expect it but I don't know if I am on his side if it was my club if it was my player I would be frustrated
0: Na- naturally you would but you've got to remember sport. We all talk about loyalty in sport, but at the end of the day, he's got a bigger offer. He's, he's been, the thing is, he's been at Tottenham a long time, and it's similar to Grealish. People who question Grealish's loyalty to Aston Villa, he could have left while you were in the Championship, and he yeah. stayed, got them through, and they I, I consider them now having two seasons there, a more stable Premier League football club. And Tottenham, he stayed there for ages, he's been in so many finals, he's tried so far, got to them to a Champions League final, they didn't quite do it, and now they're starting to drop off. And considering the player he is, he needs to, he should end his career with some silverware. And I feel he has every right to leave. And yes, he signed a new contract at that time. Mauricio Pochettino was manager, and he never wanted him to leave. Levy's the one who sacked him. You know, if anything, Levy's the beginning of Tottenham's demise. I feel uh, getting rid of Mauricio Pochettino, uh, which I, you know, it says a lot. I'm a rival fan. I hate Tottenham as much as anyone. And um, when that happened, I cheered. I thought, brilliant, Mauricio Pochettino's gone. happy days. Because, you know, he's one of the few managers who made me actually worry about Tottenham. And, you know, a lot of players, you know, the contract uh, isn't that big a deal. Because if you think about it, most players are sold, therefore they are in contract when they are bought with two, maybe even three years left. It's not a big deal. It's the fact that Levy's so stubborn, he will not sell no matter what. You know, there's no real respect there to your players. If they want to leave, you should let them leave. You shouldn't force them to stay because someone who wants to leave, you know, and doesn't want to play for your club should not play over someone who does want to play for your club and respects the badge. If he wants to leave, let him leave at all costs.
2: And also... You're, you're right in that sense. But when, but when you actually look at, like, you know, when you, when you think about it literally... And um, because this is different, this isn't a typical signing when a player is four, uh, still got four years left on the contract and they want to, want to leave. Because, like, realistically, if, if Daniel Levy wants him to stay, then what does it say on the paper? He has signed a contract for that many years, and Daniel Levy, you know, uh, it, it's a modern game now. Yes, I, I agree with you, you should have someone in your team that wants to play for your club over someone that doesn't, but at the same time, Daniel Levy doesn't care about that. Right, he wants to make uh, Tottenham Hotspur successful when he wants to make them money all right? and yes frigging a lot of money if he sold Kane but his, his ambition is to, <coughs> is to get them trophies and silverware and he's got a chance to either keep their best player or not and he's well in his rights to do that but should he? Should he actually let him go?
1: We have to remember that we're talking about Harry Kane here we're not talking about someone uh, who plays for for example, no disrespect to Norwich, but Norwich, for example, we're talking about one of the best strikers in world football, not just in the Premier League i I think they will obviously want to keep him, and there's no way they're gonna let him go easily. I disagree with how Kane is doing uh is forcing the move because just you gotta stay with the club you're at the club still you're under contract so why why would you not turn up for training for example and i think it's putting a bit of a bad image on harry kane and the way he's acting really obviously like i said he's one of the best players in world football so if he wants to move and he can get a move he'll take it especially if he knows that he can win trophies by moving but I think you can go about it in a, in a different way and looking at a player like Jack Grealish we reference him obviously one of the best players in the Premier League for sure um, and he's still turning up to training and he's not really thinking about the well it seems as though he's not really thinking about uh, the move to Manchester City which Harry Kane in contrast is clearly very much doing I personally I don't think it's right for Harry Kane to to avoid training and really force this move as much as he is. Um, I just thought of another one. Look at a player like Wilfred Zaha, who's tried to force a move away from Crystal Palace many, many times. He's still there. But, you know, we disagree with how uh, Zaha might have done. tried to force his move. It's no different to, to Harry Kane at the minute.
0: Um I wouldn't disagree with how Zaha's done things. I mean, he's he's done it the official way and just constantly put in a transfer request every other year. The issue is, he, you know, Palace just ask for £80 million, which is not what Zaha is valued at. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, but um, I think the Grealish and Kane situation is very different because Villa are willing to sell for the right price. If, you know, £100 million, Villa would happily take that money to use it to replace him and they're fine with selling him, meaning Grealish doesn't need to throw a hissy fit, he's happy to just go to training and know the club will respect him and allow him to leave. But Tottenham, it's the fact that he clearly discussed leaving last year in a polite and controlled and official manner with Levy and the board, and clearly there was a gentleman's agreement he will be allowed to leave next year if he wishes. And I think the fact that He's clearly not had that communication to him in the summer before training was resumed for him. No wonder he's striking, because he's trying to demonstrate the fact that, look, we had an agreement. You know, we had a deal. I would be allowed to leave, and you aren't allowing it. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, but when you sign a big... Uh, sorry to butt but when you sign a big contract like that, I feel like if you pledge yourself to a club like that, I feel like the only thing you can actually do if you want to leave is request formally, like you did. And I do agree with Jordan... Because if a player wasn't turning up to Arsenal training to force a move, it would it would annoy me. And I think uh, you know if I, if you're a Tottenham fan right now, it, it would annoy you. I think I don't agree with what he's done because uh, he's a role model for a lot of people. He's he's England's captain, and he's showing that you know what if, if you want if you if you just want if, if you pledge yourself to something right if you you say that you're you're going to do something, you can just change your mind at any point. I like, I don't know if that's how things should work. And. Because, but like, like he had, like he signed that contract, and he was, he's an experienced footballer by then. He, he should have really considered, where he was. Who, who, who's his, who's his chairman? I mean, who's the man who's going to make the decision? Levy. He shouldn't sign the contract if he didn't want to stay this long. I really don't think so. Because at the end of the day, Tottenham can keep him if they want to.
1: I think we should put it into light. Let obviously you guys are both Arsenal fans, so we'll use an Arsenal example. Let's say. Because Emil Smith Rowe just signed a contract, for example. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but <clears throat> give it a couple of years. Emil Smith Rowe says, "I want to leave Arsenal." Makes a gentleman's agreement, uh, say, that says if um I don't want to be here next season, uh, I can leave, and that's all agreed. The season comes around, Smith Rowe still wants to leave, doesn't turn up to train in to try and force a move. Are you annoyed at Emil Smith Rowe for that?
0: Yeah. I'm annoyed at him but at the same time I feel like we should let a go of a player if they want to leave because I've seen that at Arsenal in the past I've seen it with Alexis Sanchez he wants yeah, to there leave you go. in the summer of 2017 and nearly happened on the final day to Man City and it didn't materialise because we couldn't get Lamar in uh, oh god that feels like a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that 92 mil bid for Lamola got rejected Monaco <laughs> must <be> absolutely regrettable. <coughs> but um, yeah i you know, he wasn't the same player that season he clearly didn't care that much he wasn't running as much, It looked like he'd put on a little bit of weight, he was jogging around the pitch, he still scored the odd goal because he's Alexis Sanchez, he was curling them top corner and just walking away, laughing on the bench you know, and clearly didn't want to be there, and I know I'd rather sell a player like that than let them loiter around the club and just bring this toxicity into the squad and into the training ground I'd rather get rid of them if they want to leave. And I feel Tottenham should do that. At the end of the day, look on in a positive way. Kane's given you so much. You've had so many good memories of him. He's nearly your top... You know, he's your second-highest-top goal scorer for the club. And he's brought Tottenham as far as I think he can on his own. And, yeah. And a lot can change in three years. A lot can change and a lot has changed. You know, Postino's left and they've just, you know, gone downhill as a football club. Um
2: but yeah, I don't think f- I don't think we're going to come to an agreement here. No, I don't. You- because uh, well, like what you just said, with uh, if it was a Neil Smith row, like if he, and yeah, all right, gentleman's agreement. But it's a big, ga- it's a big game now. Like, what does a gentleman's agreement actually mean in terms of actually putting your pen to paper and signing a, con- a serious contract? Because if. Uh, because if he signs that contract, it's telling me that he wants to stay at my club. Okay, so then if he starts and yeah, okay, if he starts being toxic like this and he doesn't turn out to training, I wouldn't really want to see him see him on the pitch because he would it would annoy me that he's still there hanging around when he doesn't want to play for us. Because I want players who want to play for Arsenal in the team. But if he signed this contract and he's now acting like this, like have a day off.
1: I think um, we agree in the fact that we think Harry Kane should be allowed to leave but I think the way it's playing out uh we have different opinions on clearly um but we all think that Harry Kane should leave we had this discussion in season one we think Harry Kane should leave to better his career but it's just whether or not there is a, a better way of going around it
2: yeah, he, should, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't sign the contract. And yeah, okay, fair enough, he can request the leave, but doing things like this, uh, it would definitely annoy me. as an a nice
0: hmm. I'm just kind of thinking, if he leaves and gets what he wants, Tottenham get a God-knows-how-much money and can put them into their squad. They've, you know, they've lost Vertonghen and Adele in the last two years, rebuild their defence, rebuild their midfield, get a new striker in, um, and it's a real chance to come back and push, you know. Considering they're getting worse, they need to bounce back and get back into that top six. Um, and taking the cane money because he's not—he's not getting any younger. This is the most they'll probably ever get for him. It's the right time to sell. Um, and they should just take the money and run. Really, it, it makes sense to take that. If Levy put his business head on for a second and not his, you know, prison guard head on, you know, he'd, he'd let him leave but clearly he wants to trap it. and the thing is if he stays what happens if he stays right what happens if a, if a transfer doesn't materialize every single player in that squad knows this is our vice captain and he try he went on strike briefly and tried to force a move away and do you know what it also shows it also shows to the rest of that squad that if they want to leave their wish will not be um given to them you know it doesn't make players want to come to tottenham it doesn't make players want to sign a new contract at tottenham so what does it mean for the players there? You know, Son just signed a new contract. I bet he's regretting it quite quickly, thinking he's going to be trapped in prison bars in three years' time, waiting. You know, it just it doesn't. It, it's impacted the Tottenham squad, and they should just allow Kane to leave because otherwise it's going to be a very awkward season for him. You know.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I'm also, I'm also wondering whether, you know, I mean, this might be a shot in the dark, but is Kane as good as he is without Son? Because. You know, at, at, yeah. yeah, but no, but I don't know. At the Euros, did he did he perform as well as he should have done?
0: He scored well to us, Considering how many goals he scored, he scored four goals, one under top goal scorer. You know, he, yeah. he shouldn't score every game. You know, he is a good striker, and occasionally he doesn't he have a good game. He didn't score in the final, but I thought he played a major role in our <clears> goal. <throat> I thought he had good games across. I think he just had a bad group stage, and. I think England as a whole had a kind of poor, low performance group stage with merely Sterling performing but he, he scored four goals at the end of the
2: day Fair enough and to be fair that wasn't far off the golden boot place but, What, it's one goal off? Yeah, there was times where you know, I really thought you're not playing as well as you should be uh, everyone wanted Calvert-Lewin to come on uh, I, actually against Germany before he scored that goal everyone wanted Calvert-Lewin to gone. on but I don't know if you're Man City right now why don't you just go should we just say Son as
1: well
2: so you know we know these two work can you imagine Son's thing is Son I didn't realise Son's 29
0: I didn't realise that and I was like oh my god (laughs) Son really are stuffed aren't they but um, yeah like um, yeah there's no doubt in my mind Harry Kane you chuck him into that Man City side he scores goals the idea of Kevin De Bruyne whipping crosses in for Harry Kane is terrifying because that just screams 30 goals a season you know that is just you know, he wants to win the Golden Boot as much as he can, with Kevin De Bruyne crossing to him, and Jack Grealish, potentially. You know, oh my word, he he, he could be the next. You know, there's in my head, I'm thinking of, like, messy numbers. Like, could he get 90 a year? With that, with that kind of service, he's such a good striker. With the service, like Sterling, De Bruyne, Grealish, it is just, do you want to win the Premier League? Do you want to win the FA Cup? Do you want to win the League Cup? Do you, do you want to get to the Champions League? Like, they probably still won't win the Champions League, because it's City, but... Yeah,
2: like. Yeah. Well, should we move on from
0: Kane? Yeah, I think we've had our fair share of Kane talk.
1: So, that was the first episode of season two of The Footballing Question. The Footballing Question is back, and we will be back again very soon with another episode. But before we go, we have a couple of announcements for season two. Uh, The big one, though, we are starting a fantasy Premier League. League? League? It's League, right? That's the one. Um, which you'll be able to join. All the stuff is on the socials. Isaac will drop the socials in a minute. But um quickly I'll just say the code for everyone listening. It is F R D K. That is B O F R D K. Um So be sure to join the league. Uh we might we'll make a little competition out of it. Uh can we, the football in question, beat the fans? It's going to be interesting and we'll have to find out. But I'll pass over to Isaac so he can do the socials like he always does. First time in season two. Go for it, Isaac.
0: Well, it's an exciting time, obviously. The first time I'm going to drop the socials this year. Obviously, I am the media man for Instagram, at TFQ Podcast. A lovely account managed by me and it's the one which posts the most, as you can see. My my commitment to this, to this game is uh, unbelievable. Um, you've got the, the Facebook which I believe is just the football in question straight to the point um, the Twitter I think that's TFQ underscore podcast is it I think so Ashley runs that yeah. you know he's slacking a bit um, I'm joking he's been Ooh. quite good it, the Twitter didn't really post before he got it um, but yeah that's our Twitter um, so on there you'll be able to see us post the code or put the link in our bios to get to the uh, fancy Premier League, we've been thinking about this for a while now. We're happy to really do this. Hopefully, you all join and see if you can beat us. We don't know if there's going to be a reward or anything at the end. I think I think it just just pride will be what we'll give you. <laughs> we're students; we're not going to give you money or anything. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully you'll see that. Get all the updates you need. When we're going to post, uh, also we'll put questions out uh, during the season if big things happen. For example, we posted yesterday about Hurricane. But yeah follow the socials get updates and see what happens. And also don't forget the other uh, the other social the football in question on YouTube. You'll get clips from podcasts like this. you'll get exclusive YouTube content like the Euros videos we did. So yeah check uh, always look there because we'll probably post more on there than Spotify. So make sure to check that out and I think I think that's it for episode one boys.
1: That is it for episode one Thank you guys so so much for listening Uh, And we will see you in episode two Of season two Uh, See you later